Have you been called to do something bigger, something more meaningful with your life? Welcome to the Leap to Purpose podcast, where we explore the stories of those that have taken an entrepreneurial leap to follow their dreams and live their purpose. Hi, and welcome to the Leap to Purpose podcast. Today, my guest is Tina Medina. Tina's the founder and lead visionary of Vive Movement, an organization dedicated to helping educators forge powerful relationships, prioritize self-care, and increase productivity so that they can become positive impact leaders for their students, schools, and communities. She hosts a free monthly show called What's Color Got to Do With It, where educators and parents can learn, listen, and lend a voice to our movement and commitment to being active disruptors of racial injustice. She also really loves walking her dogs, hanging out with her two girls, and eating donuts. When all of that happens on the same day, it's her dream come true. I have a great conversation with Tina in this episode, and we talk about living into your purpose and getting comfortable with your vision. So with that, let's hear from Tina. Tina, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Good. That's really great. I, I, we're probably going to get into the donuts, but um, yeah, well, maybe, maybe I, not I, to start. I expect nothing less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... Um, thanks for being a guest. I, you know, we've known each other for a while and I'm super excited to have you on the podcast because I know you're doing amazing things and I just can't wait to hear about um, what you're up to. So why don't you, um, if you could just take a minute or two and kind of let us know what you're up to right now. Yeah. And I mean, first of all, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm super excited to have this opportunity and I always love sharing space with you because you're just so fabulous. So <laughs> oh, thank okay. you. Thank thanks you. for the opportunity. Yeah. So um, I spend my days <laughs> talking with educators and parents and students too. I have a really great mentorship program where I take my high level coaching that I offer for uh, adult educators and I turn that around and, and it gives me a chance to, now that I'm not in the classroom anymore, it gives me a chance to work with young people too and help them in, in those difficult transitions between high school and college and, you know, post-college. And so, um, like I said, it's a chance for me to take what I do with adults and, and offer that to young people too. And so it's a super rewarding um, part of something that I offer. But yeah, I spend my days hanging out with educators and talking to them about, you know, how to be better, stronger leaders for their schools and their communities, but um, also to make sure that they're filling their cups <laughs> and wow. uh, making sure that they have the energy that they need so that they can, you know, uh, lead with purpose and <laughs> leap with purpose into, into what they do every single day. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's so important. And, you know, this the educator space is so important to the, you know, our kids and the future of the country. And, you know, I think it's a area that's uh, gotten not enough attention in the past. And I'm glad people like you are out there um, bringing attention to this and, and, you know, addressing the problem. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's really important, really yep. important work and really fulfilling. That's great. So, you know, that's a good segue into, you know, you were an educator and yeah. um, full-time teacher, right? And yep. so I'm just curious, like, if you could take us back there when you were still an educator and you had this seedling of an idea that maybe there was something bigger for you or something more important, like, how did that come about? I mean, was that something that kind of started in the classroom and starting working with local teachers? Or did you just have this idea and knew you needed to do something bigger? Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of a combination of all of that, you know, um, you, you talk about it being a seedling, I kind of think of it as like this pain, you know, like this <laughs> pain in my body where it's like, you know, I've always kind of trusted my trusted my path. Yeah. Um, 
not always knowing why I was stepping on, on the stones that I was stepping on, uh, but just knowing that it was going to take me where I needed to go. And so even as I entered into the classroom and became a public educator, I knew that it wasn't, um, I wasn't going to be one of those educators who would be in the same classroom or the same school site, you know, doing the same thing for 35 years. And um, all my hat is off to people who do that. Um, but for me, I just knew that that wasn't my journey. And so there was always kind of this piece of me that was like, I don't know what it is, but it, it's something else, not better, just different and, and more broad. And I knew that um, at some point in my life, all the pieces would come together and it would make sense. <laughs> and then I would be able to find myself in a position where I was able to serve others in a more powerful way. And so, you know, with that also came a lot of frustration and, and a lot of frustration, just like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Because I know that this isn't really fully aligned with my purpose. I know that there's like a bigger thing for me to do. Like I'm supposed to do something else. And so there's a lot of frustration, you know, in that process when you're trying to figure that out, um, you know, but I just, I was, re I was just relentless about it. And I just kept pushing myself to just kind of figure out what it was. Right. And I yeah. went to grad school and thought that that would kind of, you know, give me all the answers that I was looking for, that I'd be able to find the alignment of my passion and my purpose and it would all you know the heavens would open up and it would all kind of make sense and it didn't happen that way no, no. <laughs> you know and, and so I found myself back in the classroom you know which led to also some more frustration like why isn't it happening yet you know um, but I just kept kind of trusting myself that it uh, that it would it would figure you know it would like I said, the heavens would open up and it would all make sense. And, you know, it, it did eventually. And, and it really took a lot of just um, courage and guts and, and being open and willing, you know, to accept where I was, to, to understand that there was um, still lessons for me to learn. And when I was ready, then it would all start to make sense. And so that's kind of how it happened. Yeah. <laughs> it just, yeah. you know, was a lot of um, dedication and, and commitment. Yeah. You know, I feel the same. I mean, I think that uh, sometimes we just want to rush it and think that the heavens will open up and ta-da, there's the answer. Our purpose right there locked in a little box of the see, Here it is right here. But um, it's just, uh, it's a process of figuring it out. And, you know, I know the frustration that you're talking about because yeah. I think I've spent, I mean, if I'm being honest, I've spent a good deal of my life kind of searching for it, you know, and mm -hmm. just not really feeling like, it was it, you know, I, I can do a lot of different things and have, have done a lot of different things and, and, um, can be good at them. And, uh, but at the back of your mind, you know, it's like, man, this is, I'm just meant for something bigger or something, you know, more, more impactful and, um, yeah, it can get frustrating. So I totally know what you're talking about. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think especially as entrepreneurs and especially if you're like in a field, you know, as if you are an employee, right, you have a full time job, yeah. then, um, you know, you, you feel kind of alone in your in your process, right? Like you're surrounded by people who are um, committed to the their employment, right? And 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 then here we have this paying in our heart or the seedling that's growing, and and we we feel we can feel a little bit alone in that frustration, right? Like I'm not happy here. Like I'm I'm happy everywhere, but 
I'm not fulfilled. And because I'm not fulfilled, I'm frustrated and it's impacting my ability to show up to work every day, right? And so if, you, if you're kind of the only person in your environment that's feeling like that, then um, it, it can get really frustrating. You feel like you're alone and then you kind of start to feel like you're a little crazy, you know? Yeah. Like, um, so yeah. I, so I'm really curious, like uh, what that process looked like for you to actually make the leap, like make the transition um, because sometimes it's a push, right? Yeah, and yeah. sometimes it's a pull, or sometimes it's a combination of both. And I just wonder, you know, we so you're you're in your job as an educator. Um, like, what was like the very first thing that you said? You know what? I feel like I know what I'm called to do. Um, now, boom! I'm going to do it. What was that thing? Or, yeah, definitely. What was, more- what was the yeah? Yeah. I mean, you're talking about push and pull and I Mm -hmm. I feel like it was more of like a punching bag situation for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I felt like, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd reached that point where I was like ready. The ideas were coming. I had, you know, and, um, over the course of a summer break, I thought, you know, <laughs> as a very naive, you know, new entrepreneur, I thought that I could launch a business and have it profitable by the end of the summer break. And mm-hmm. there would be no lapse in payments and, you know, income. And, uh, that's not how it happened. <laughs> Obviously that's just kind of, uh, definitely a fairy tale vision of, of how an entrepreneurial journey works. Yeah. Um, And so very quickly, I needed to find another job and uh, the heavens did open up and I landed a dream job where I was working at the Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice. And um, I was still doing youth positive youth development programming. I was really I found myself um, pulling all of my 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 best um, skills, which is program development, ideation and um, all the really great skills that an entrepreneur gets to have. Right. Uh, I found myself being able to put that into a nonprofit environment. And and it was amazing because I was able to just turn all of that into an experiment and find and refine and build the skills that I didn't need as an educator, right? Like learning how to network and learning how to fundraise and, um, you know, what it really means to take a program and develop it and make it, you know, um, uh, market it and, you know, all those skills that I didn't need in the classroom, I found myself, you know, learning in this other environment. And so it really was the perfect, you know, the, the perfect kind of storm, right? Where, um, I was just able to uh, keep building and keep growing and my network grew. And I just, I really capitalized on that whole experience. And, and so the whole time in the background, I was still, you know, working on the business and developing the business idea and the business model. And I was starting to get clients and I hired my first business coach and which is how you and I met. Right. And so through all of that, as a full-time employee, I was getting really creative with my work days. <laughs> I mean, I was dealing with a two to three hour commute every day. And, and so I had to get really creative and really smart with my time. And, and, it, and then it just kind of got to a point where it was like, okay, I, I've got too, too much from both of these sides. And so it was time to transition into full-time entrepreneurship, right? And so- yeah. That's, that's how it happened. Not knowing that my first full year as a full-time entrepreneur, we would have COVID, um, you know, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that's a whole other piece. <laughs> right. Right. You know, those are the things you can't predict or control, but, um, yeah, that's really interesting uh, that, that transition, because I did sort of similar, you know, I, I think there's two ways to do this. There's the, I'm going to plan it out. I'm going to get my ducks in a row and, and have some clients and revenue and then jump or 
you know, I, and that's much more aligned with what I do and did, but there's also people that feel totally comfortable, just boom, jumping. I quit, you know, Jerry Maguire kind of, I, I quit, I'm out of here and, um, you know, rolling into something new and figuring that as they go. So, um, was, you know, it's interesting to hear your story. Yeah. I mean, it definitely takes a certain level. It's about being honest with yourself and being really, really truthful about what is your level of comfort with risk, you know, and I'm definitely more comfortable with more risk. And so, um, but (laughs) that does tend to bite me in the butt sometimes too, you know? So yeah, I definitely have some advice, you know, for, for kind of both ends of that spectrum too. Well, yeah, let's do it. Here's not the time. I'm really curious what, you know, for, for, you know, what's your advice if you're sitting on the, the one side and really wanting to have all your ducks in a row? If you really want to have your ducks in a row, which I did not, which is why, you know, hindsight is 2020, which we might need to come up with a new, yeah. <laughs> new phrase now that right. we're post 2020. Right. Um, but, you know, for somebody who is really risk averse and is willing to just kind of take that leap, um, now that I kind of see where I could have been more prepared, the number one thing I would say, if, if you're, if you are really risk adverse, um, well, no matter where you are on the spectrum, some really great advice that I would love to offer is to make sure that financially you are set up, that you are to a place that you have defined as secure, right? Because I didn't know, none of us knew what was going to happen in 2020 with COVID and, and kind of the world shutting down. Right. And so I didn't have any kind of cushion. I didn't have a, a nest egg. I didn't, I didn't have anything to turn to. So yet again, I found myself having to get really, really creative. Um, and, you know, something that we, a word that we sort of learned how to embody in 2020 as entrepreneurs is pivoting. And so, uh, which I think a lot of us are kind of that sick of that word, but um, you know, that's something that you really get to, uh, practice a lot is learning how to pivot and without any kind of financial security, then, you know, you, you do get to get really creative. And so for anybody who's thinking about making that leap, I would get really comfortable with your numbers. I would get really comfortable with your vision and, and what kind of level of security, financial security that you are comfortable with and then think ahead. And, you know, something that you always talk about, Kurt is reverse engineering, you know, so Mm -hmm. think of your vision what is it going to take financially for you to reach that vision? How many products do you need to sell? How many clients do you need to bring on? Whatever it is that you're offering, make sure that you, you know, you can kind of think about, okay, I'm going to, you know, quit my job in the next six months. And at that point, I'm going to be financially secure. So now I can reverse engineer that. What do I need to have in, you know, in my bank accounts? What, what does security look like for me? Um, You know, where can I, um, you know, get creative and where can I make maybe some sacrifices or how can I up my sales a little bit so that I can have even just a little bit more extra cushion, but really do not neglect how important the financial piece of this is get support, find, you know, um, 
you know, get in touch with your CPA or um, some friends who are, you know, in the entrepreneurial space that are maybe five steps ahead of you. Um, talk to them about, you know, the mistakes that they made and the and the, the the good steps that they took to help them get financially secure. Do everything you can, like really pay attention to this piece and and don't be living in the clouds like I was. Just that it, it's all gonna work out. It's, and it always does, right? Like that's kind of my thing. Everything yeah. always sort of works out, um, and I trust in that. Which is, which is what makes me more risk averse. But um, if you, if you aren't, then um, really be honest with yourself about what your comfort level is with your finances. What does it take to, you know, keep your house running to make sure your kids have clothes and food and all their needs are taken care of and be really honest and realistic about that. And then take the steps um, in order to get yourself to that place so that when you are ready to transition, you're okay, no matter what comes up. Yeah, that's great. Um, and, you know, I, I definitely think that's awesome advice. So, uh, but there's also a um, balancing, right, with that, that you can over prepare. I do, I do think you definitely have to have your eggs in a row, you know, eggs in a basket, ducks in a row. I'm not sure which one, but um, <laughs> um, you have to, you know, have that all figured out and be comfortable with it. Cause like you say, it's what level of risk are you able and willing to take? And what is, you know, where's your comfort level with, do I need 12 months of runway? Do I need, I, I'm okay with three months of runway, whatever, you know, it's different for each individual. Um, but then, you know, I think the other way to, to manage that is also similar to what you did. Can I get a different job that's flexible, more mm -hmm. flexible than maybe my current job or position that would allow me to also work on this and do, you know, do that, but that'll cover my basics and just keep the lights on while I build this other thing. You know, that's a, that's a great strategy too. Yeah, definitely. I, and I know you can, you know, especially for people who are super analytical, like it's easy to uh, get wrapped up in, in the minutia of things, you know, yeah. and that's definitely not a place that we want to be either. Because again, like 2020 was a perfect example of that. No matter how much we prepare, there's no way we could have prepared for that. And so, you know, and, and coming back to purpose, it's like, as long as you're connected with your mission and with your purpose, then um, you get to just trust that it will work out, you know, and especially if you do spend a little bit of time making sure that you're prepared for um, your level of comfort, like you said, and, and it really is about being honest all the way around, like honest with your commitments, honest with your purpose, honest with your level of comfort and discomfort, right? Because mm -hmm. we get to be really uncomfortable quite a bit as entrepreneurs, Absolutely. And I, yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think that comes back to the, the deeper you can be tied into your vision and your purpose, mm -hmm. the more you can get through that discomfort, because, you know, I, I think that you're going to run into a lot of challenges, some which you can have predicted, some which you can't, right? Like the pandemic, nobody, pandemic, nobody saw that kind of coming um, in terms of, you know, being a business owner, but uh you know, I just, I think that the, the closer you are to your vision and your purpose, that'll kind of guide you through some of these ups and downs and, and keep you focused. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's, it's probably the most important thing. Yeah. So gonna, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. So I, sorry. I, you know, we were talking in our little pre-interview and you mentioned, you know, something that you're working on that I think is super cool. And one of the reasons I'm you know, so excited to have you on the 
podcast, but you, you're working on something called living into your purpose. Could you talk a little bit about that and kind of, I'm just curious what the steps are in this program. And like, if I came to you and said, gosh, I want to, you know, live into my purpose, you know, what, at a high level would you, how would you help me do that? Yeah. Um, you know, even on, on my website, it says, we believe that an educator without a person, a purpose is just another person doing another job. Mm -hmm. And, and that like for us, you know, as, as an organization, as a community, um, it, it's easy to sort of think about this in terms of a teacher in a classroom, right? That you either, you, you just kind of show up and you teach the curriculum and you don't have any connections with your students. You just, um, you're just kind of doing a job, you know, and, and versus somebody who is walking into a classroom who is so connected, has amazing relationships, who makes the curriculum fun because of that, um, is always being creative and thinking outside the box. But at the very core, it's because they're walking into a, a situation where they feel the most fulfilled, um, that they are really living into their purpose and that they're doing what they're meant to do, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and take the, the, professional context out of it. And it's the same for all of us. It's the same for everybody. And so when I talk to my clients about connecting in with their purpose, you know, I think back to my, my first mantras were, were, I love what I do. And I do what I love. I love what I do. And I do what I love. And that was at a point in my life where I didn't know what I, what I wanted to do. I didn't know what it was that I was meant to do yet, but I, I just knew that if I kept, um, reminding myself of that. And I kept putting myself in that kind of energy, then it, I, I would figure it out, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, some of the, you know, more practical side of things when I'm working with my clients, it's like, you know, start to track what you do in a day, start to track and literally like track everything and just do it for a 24 hour period. Or if you really want to go for it, do it for a whole seven day period, you know, and just keep a T chart, right? Like a two pages in a journal, one page. That's really about like, what do you do? What do you, all the things that you do all day long, whether mm -hmm. it's related and, and don't differentiate between the personal and the professional that that I think is a mistake a lot of people make is that we we try to um we try to categorize ourselves right we try to um like compartmentalize ourselves uh, but we forget that we are human above all else and so you know what we do professionally is a reflection of who we are as a person and vice versa. So don't differentiate and just keep track of all the things that you're doing all day long. Mm -hmm. And then get to a point where you can, you can start to pull them apart. What fills me with joy <laughs> and what do, what does it, what empties my cup and what fills my cup. And then, then you can start to look at all the things that really fill your cup. Um, and, and see if you can start to see some connective tissue there. What are the themes? What's, what's, um, you know, what, what do you really love doing, you know, mm -hmm. and then are there things that are missing from that list as well? And if there are, then those are, that's a really great place to start to play, you know, like how yeah. can I start to bring those things back into my life? Um, so, I mean, that's just one of the things that's like a really great, just kind of fun, practical uh, way to start, you know, diving into this kind of stuff to start uncovering your purpose and your vision. Yeah. Um, because really it, it is, and what I was going to say earlier too, it's like, if you are not living into your purpose and if you are not um, purpose filled and purpose driven with everything that you do, you're, you're only going to reach a certain level of satisfaction and contentment and joy um, with your daily existence. And so 
it's it's really critical that we find what it is that we're meant to do and and we put ourselves in a position where that's what we get to do yeah yeah that's great and i you know i feel like i kind of walked through this process on my own um you know sort of the same steps but i started making a list i don't know if i tracked you know minute by minute for days or whatever but i do remember several times sitting down and making a list of all the things i love doing you know and and then kind of just asking myself the question, what would I do all day long? Like if I could do anything, even if not getting paid for it, what, what would I do all day? And, you know, what do I do that just kind of passes the time so fast that I don't realize it's happening. And to me, that's like, that's what you really need to drill into is, and, and um, you know, once you find that making that vision of what you want to build so clear in your mind and, and then buying into it yourself first um, is kind of what I did, you know, and it just, I don't know. It's just so I, I, you know, you call the connective tissue. I was looking for the golden thread or whatever it is of all the things you do, what kind of has weaved them all together. And for me, it's always been entrepreneurship and working with entrepreneurs. And it just inspires me to kind of help entrepreneurs do great things. And, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? And it really is as simple as that because I've spent a long time trying to describe what I do. And, you know, it's just always the golden thread has always been working with entrepreneurs and, and like this podcast is, is a, you know, huge part of my vision and dream, uh, dream uh, because I don't know, I just love these conversations. I love hearing other people's stories and um, they, they, they just inspire me. Yeah. Well, you're such an inspiration too. And you are so oh. good at what you do. So thank you. You have helped me more, more times than one. So yeah, no, I appreciate that. And so, you know, I think that's part of it is like what, you know, within that vision, what is your gift, you know, and my gift is like, I, I can see structure, you know, I'm really good at taking a vision and breaking it down into a plan and then executing that plan. So you get a result and, you know, it, it's just always been like gift to like, see processes, systems, frameworks, and, and really kind of help people, um, you know, take their message, take their vision and put it into some kind of framework. So not only to help with marketing, but also to help you explain it to people. You know, if you, if you can explain clearly what you do, um, and, and how you help, then that's a huge, huge, um, part of the puzzle. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, you are really good at that. I mean, I think back in my early days when you and I had first connected, like that, that creating my proprietary process was a huge um, eye-opening experience for me. And, and, you know, thank God there are people like you who are so good and can get into the structure of things because I'm always kind of up in the clouds and I'm like, I can't keep up with the ideas that are always constantly going in, you know, through my head. And, and my superpower is, is connectivity and, and being a super connector. I love talking to people and I love connecting people. And it took me a really long time to just kind of own up to that. Like, you know what, all I really want to do, I mean, you talk about like, the golden thread and, and, and the thing that really lights you up. Like if, if all I did all day long for me, it's like, I want to make things, I want to talk to people and I want to write. And so, you know, it took me years to just like really settle into that and own that. And now it's like, man, what do I do all day? I talk to people, I make things and I write. And that makes me so happy. You know, I talk to my clients, I talk to, you know, I have my monthly show. I get to talk to people like you. Um, 
and it's it's about like sharing our best gifts with each other and and owning that you know and yeah. sometimes we don't want to own it's like this is so easy for me like how can i monetize this well yeah. actually <laughs> that's what you want to monetize because it's so easy for you and it's so natural and it's such a gift like capitalize on that you know take yeah. privilege and share that with other people yeah and i you know i i believe that when you're so clear on your vision which i know you know because we've worked together that you are um it it just starts to pull people into your world right and attract the right people that you really want to work with because you're coming from a place of service and mm -hmm. you're you're just so clear on your vision that people are like yeah i want that that sounds yeah. amazing um so yeah, that's, that's awesome. So let me, I'm really curious, like with teachers, like specific to teachers, because I think this is a really important um, field, obviously. Um, uh, but uh, how do you like the process of the visioning, like think what you really love to do, pull that apart. How do you help them within an environment that's pretty structured, like a yeah. school system, right? I mean, there's only so much freedom they that I might have as a teacher. So where's that balance of like, I have to teach the curriculum. I do have to get good test grades, but I also boom, want to have my joy and freedom. But, but I do have all these other things as a teacher working for a school system that I have to do. Yeah. You're opening a can of worms. <laughs> this is part, part two to the, yeah, yeah. Part, part two to this episode. Yeah, okay. We're going to have to go on to episode two. <laughs> But I mean, in a nutshell, like, I, I mean, you have no idea how much that resonates, especially with me. It's like bringing up visceral trauma, right? Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I literally go from, you know, um, you have to ask permission to go use the bathroom, right? Like that's how structured your days are and how like you live literally minute to minute, you know, for, for somebody to go from being an educator, a classroom educator to, to being in an entrepreneurial world where, you know, you can do whatever you want with your time. Like it took me years years of you know when I first stepped out and I was in my job it was like I don't have to ask somebody if I can go to the bathroom like those tiny little things that we don't normally think about um, are are really real so there there is a sense for educators that there's so much we can't control and yes that's true for anybody anywhere in any position in life right like the only things that we really can control is who we are and how we show up yeah. and so that's where i start with my clients and 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 my educator friends and you know who who are in these really kind of restrictive environments it's like how you know so you you can control your morning routine you can control how you shut down at the end of the day you can control your breaks right like and and how you um fill your cup back up and how you um if you're going to take a moment to have a couple deep breaths or go you know cry on your your buddy teacher's shoulder uh whatever you need to do but just knowing that there's 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 the most basic and fundamental and elemental thing is is feeling connected to yourself yeah uh, there's nothing else that you can control and so making sure that you're doing the things all the time every opportunity you have to pay attention to yourself and that's why i always talk about prioritizing self-care but it really is about um spending the time learning how to love 
yourself mm. and whatever that means for you. Like I said, you know, I love walking my dogs and hanging out with my girls and eating donuts. Like, you know, whatever it is for you, um, you know, not anybody else and not comparing yourself to what other people, you know, I should be doing yoga five days a week, or I should be meditating every single morning. No, it, it's about finding what fills your cup, irregardless of, you know, what's trending or, you know, what everybody else does and what people are telling you, you should do. It's, it's about connecting in deeply. And this always comes at, connects back to purpose, right? It's, about your soul's journey and, and paying attention to that, you know, and honoring that and pouring into that so that you can, no matter what or how restrictive your work environment is, that you are always coming out on top. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I mean, there's always things we can pay attention to. We can pay attention to the negative things and the, the restrictions and the controlled thing, or we can um, pay attention to other things like the difference we're making and the impact. And, you know, I'm reading a book by Seth Godin. Are you familiar with Seth Godin? Um, and I've just kind of in the past year gotten into his, his stuff a lot. Um, but, uh, his current book, the, the new one is called practice. And it really is about focusing in on the practice of your art, not the results. And so what can I control? And, you know, if you think of our, all of us do something for a living. We have some kind of purpose, some kind of, and and that he looks at as art and you can control the practice of creating the art, whether that's showing up in the classroom every day as a super motivated, um, positive teacher, um, you know, versus like, and you can control the practice, like the, the way we go about doing it. Um, even if we can't control the results or control the external, external environment or anything like that. So it is really about controlling yourself and how you show up and what you're going to bring to the way you go about your work. Yeah. I mean, all of that resonates so much because I was an educator who really hated what she was doing, you know? And, Mm. and so I had to really learn, (laughs) you know, I really had to learn how to shift my mindset because um, I didn't want to hate what I was doing and my students deserved better and I deserved better. My own kids deserved better. And so I really, you know, I, I want to, wanted to bypass. Right. And this is, this is, I think some, something that um, visionaries and um, people who are really in an ideation space struggle with because we see this end vision and we want to bypass the whole journey. And really it's like what you're saying. It's like perfect the practice and look at it as an art. And I really had to do that. Those last three years that I was in the classroom, I, it was like, I was miserable. I I hated waking up every day. I hated, I hated my drive home, you know, and, and then something clicked where it was like, actually, you know, I know I'm going to head somewhere else when I'm ready to, when I'm done with this chapter of my life. Mm-hmm. So how can I make this time in my life the best it could possibly be? And that there's really only one way that's going to happen. And that's me. It's up to me. <laughs> it's up to me to figure that out. And, and I just started, I shifted my mindset around and I shifted my perspective to really look at this school is now an ex- a giant laboratory and my classroom is the hub and 
I'm going to use every opportunity I can to help me figure out, you know, what my purpose is. And I'm going to, you know, capitalize on these relationships and, you know, just use every opportunity I can to help me love what I do and do what I love. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I mean, and, and just the, you know, for teachers in particular, just the ability to, um, I don't know, walk into that classroom every day and be an inspiration and be a positive guiding light it is such a, you know, uh, impactful thing, you know, because if you think of, I know teachers that would pour their heart into teaching, you know, science teachers that are coming up with crazy, interesting, creative, um, you know, assignments or demonstrations for the kids that get them like, oh, you know, and it just, it doesn't, it's just being really tied into that purpose of, you know what, my purpose is to be the best teacher I can be, to inspire these kids um, the best I can during this time that I'm with them and to really open their minds. Or you could, you know, that's not that much more energy than I'm going to show up today. I'm going to open my textbook. I'm going to teach the curriculum. I'm going to go cry on my friend's shoulder at lunch and then I'm going to go home, you know? Um, So I don't know. It's just that it's so powerful to have that purpose and vision and, and, and everything, just not just in the education space, but, but for all of us. Yeah. And I would argue it actually takes more energy to, yeah. to, to not show up with purpose and drive, you know, it, it, it really, every day you're just kind of leaking out, um, your reason for living, you know, yeah. and that gets so draining. And, and I say that as a person who experienced that, yeah. you know, um, and it does, it takes a lot of energy to hate what you're doing. Yeah. And I, it's so sad to me to hear the stories that you tell about the teachers that are, you know, have such an important role in the lives of our kids, unhappy with their job and miserable and not kind of coming to work because how much, you know, how much are the kids losing out on, um, by that person, not showing up at their best and most inspired and, and, and you know, just, oh man. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, it, it is. And, and uh, burnout is a real thing. And especially with what we've been going through, you know, as educators through COVID. Um, I mean, there's a lot, again, this could be like part yeah. three to the podcast. Yeah. But, um, you <laughs> yeah. know, there's the burnout rates are really high retire, like the retirement rates are higher than they've ever been. Um, you know, I'm predicting along with so many people that we're going to see a mass exodus from this field at the end of the school year. Um, and so what do we do as, as, as community members, as parents, as um, taxpaying citizens, how are we going to um, turn this around together as a community so that our educators aren't burnt out, so they aren't fleeing the profession, so that they're motivated and encouraged to stay because they're doing what they love and they're, they're, you know, they want to continue to make a difference in the lives of the people that they serve. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, I'm just so thankful you're you and people like you are out there doing that for this community because, you know, again, the teachers, they're just so, so important to the future of our kids, the future of this country and everything. So I'm just thankful you're out there um, changing that, you know, whether it's one teacher at a time, it's, it all makes an impact. And so um, I guess like, let me wrap this up by asking you one last question. Um, If somebody, you know, is out there, let's say a teacher is out there, um, in the situation you were in before you left and just kind of feeling burnt out, feeling really, but, but inspired knowing that like, man, I feel like there's more 
to this that I feel like I could be doing so much more, making so much more impact. You know, what advice would you give them? And we've talked about a lot of things, so let's pretend they skipped right to the end. You know, what would advice would you um, give that person sitting there with a dream of, of making more impact and, you know, kind of being more purposeful? Aside from, you know, my advice around the financial piece of things, like there's really two, two main pieces of advice I would offer. And the first one, I think I've, I've touched on a bit, which is to tr trust the journey and be present in it. Like I was saying, you know, we, we can kind of want to bypass the journey and just kind of get to the end result. Um, and that just ends up making us take longer on the journey, which is, I can totally vouch for this as somebody who's experienced this over and over again, because I'm very stubborn. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it really is about just, you know, enjoy the journey while you're on it and be present during the journey. Stay, stay focused on your end vision. Um, but don't, you know, don't try to just bypass the journey because, um, like I said, you're going to end up being on the journey a lot longer than, than you would have had you just been really present through the process. And the other thing I would say, which is um, something I can't say enough about, which is really about finding mentors and teachers and people that you can, you know, coaches or, you know, who, whoever resonates with you. Um, but focus on building your network and connect with people. If there's one thing, if you're thinking about, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to step out of the classroom, which a lot of my clients do, you know, they, they're really thinking about this is the year I'm going to retire. What, whatever kind of profession you're in, if you're thinking about making the leap, then use your time right now to start connecting with as many people as you can grow your network, really pour into and nurture relationships with people you feel um, connected to whose message resonates with you, who, when they speak, you understand what they're saying. You might not really, you know, get it, but for whatever reason, it's like, they're speaking to your heart, you know, um, find a coach who can coach you through the process or, you know, whether these become people who are really sort of, um, inaccessible, you know, face to face, right. Like the, the Tony Robbins in the world or the, the Brendan Bouchards, right. These, these really kind of high level, um, coaches, but you can follow their work and um, listen to their podcasts and, you know, tune into their lives on Instagram. I mean, I know Brendan Bouchard has been going live every single morning. So there, there are people who are so accessible and they have such amazing messages and they teach, they teach the journey, you know? And so find those people and it doesn't have to be these mainstream people. It could be, you know, your neighbor, yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't really matter, you know, but find, I, I would say two things, find people who are about five steps ahead of you, right? Like three years, you know, three to five years ahead of where you are right now so that you can talk to them about their journey and learn from their mistakes um, and, and take their advice. But then I would also say the other part of your network gets to people, be people who are just like you exactly where you are so that you can grow together, right? Like, um, you know, this, this is, I'm a community person, you know, so um, I love having people around me who I can just like, Hey, I'm, I'm doing this. What do you think? Can I get your feedback who are accessible and, and are really on a trajectory of growth, just like you are so that you can um, share the journey together. Yeah. That's really great. I mean, that community is so, so important. I mean, just not only for learning, but for motivation, inspiration. And I joined a community myself of entrepreneurs and, you know, 
variety of meetup groups and different formal organizations put on by entrepreneurial, you know, um, uh, colleges. There was one that had a group that they, they had created. So, but it was so, so, um, valuable for me to connect with those people and, you know, it's just inspiring to see other people doing the same sort of, um, journey as you and, and, um, just look at them and go, you know what, if they can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just know that they're there for the sport. So that's huge. Yeah. 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 And I would say, like I already said, my superpower is being a super connector. So, you know, if you're, if anybody listening is like, I don't know where to turn, like, please reach out to me and, and I'll, you know, I'll be able to tell you who to connect with or who to follow or whatever. Um, Please please consider me a resource with all of that. Well, that was a perfect segue into my last thing. So I was going to ask if, if anyone did want to reach out to you and connect with you or, or learn more about your business, how would they do that? Um, the easiest and most accessible way where I'm the most reliable, where I show up on a daily basis is Instagram. So my handle is at underscore the vibe movement underscore and, um, you know, message me through there, follow me, engage with me there. And um, that's probably the easiest way. Cool. Well, I appreciate your time. I mean, this has been awesome. You're, you're probably right. We could do another two or three episodes and maybe we'll, we'll do that um, sometime soon, but I really appreciate your time um, and insights today. And I just say, keep doing great things. Thanks, Kurt. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Leap to Purpose podcast. You can learn more about us and join the community at leaptopurpose.com. See you there.